Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, 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 all you wonderful Blue Jays fans out there. Welcome to the Jaybird Watching Gamecast. Craig Borden right here with you for all your wonderful Blue Jays news and needs. We're going to talk... Uh, you know, a lot of minor league baseball after there's playoffs and whatnot going on, but there's still major league baseball going on as well. Yesterday, the Toronto Blue Jays taking on the Cleveland Indians, and we're going to jump right into that here in a moment. But first, got to talk some general Blue Jays news as far as all the fun is blowing up on the internet with the what remnants of the Josh Donaldson trade is uh, coming on. John Heyman re- yesterday recorded, uh, went on record reporting that the Blue Jays had made an offer to uh, Josh Donaldson even recently, possibly. Um, it has then since been an argument between John Heyman and a bunch of other people, including Josh Donaldson's agents, saying that there is no such offer ever been on the table. This saga just won't go away. Uh, me especially, I'm getting very tired of this whole Josh Donaldson thing, and I just want to be able to move on as a team with the Blue Jays. It should be over with. We got a decent prospect in return with the you know fun to be player named later stuff, and it's just getting out of hand at this point. It just needs to go away. It's the rumor that won't die. It's the Dex wife. It's whatever it might be. Either way, let's get it over with, people. Stop reporting about it and just. Be done, for the love of God. <laughs> so as far as all that is concerned, um, we get more fun with Blue Jays' uh, antics, I guess would be the best way of putting it. The uh, Major League Baseball Players Association is getting on the Blue Jays about the whole Vladimir Guerrero Jr. saga and how he was not part of the call-up list for the Toronto Blue Jays this September. And what is the holdup is more or less their po- their point. Um, they're getting ready to like file grievances and all sorts of things against the Blue Jays for how they're handling Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Me personally, this is how the system is. This is what's going to happen with every minor league player of the talent like um, like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. There is no reason in that the Blue Jays should be handling this any different than any Major League Baseball team should be. It might be the Chris Bryant saga all over again, and but as far as it goes, until the system itself changes, there is no reason in heck that this should be uh, a problem. It's just insane that this is coming up already this early. Kid's 19. He's insanely good. But this is a story I figured would have been more next season. 
when it comes to the ballpark of, uh, you know, they're going to keep him down in the minor leagues for the first couple months of the season or something. I was not expecting this conversation to come up already, but hey, there it is. It's what happens, unfortunately. So anyways, good news. <laughs> Enough bad. The Blue Jays did bring up a couple of guys uh, from Buffalo and reactivated some. Um, David Polino joined the team. And so did Justin Schaefer and Reese McGuire, defensive specialist extraordinaire. And during yesterday's game, he rifled somebody out from behind the plate from his knees at second base. And just insane play. The uh, footage of that is on the Twitter feed here at Birdwatching GC. And make sure you check that out. So, anyways, let's talk game. The Blue Jays um, had a rough back and forth to begin this game um, at one point being down two to nothing to the Cleveland Indians. And in the fourth inning, the blue Jays were able to open up the floodgates and get the offense going. Unfortunately, that inning would be the only time they were able to get things going. So to begin this game, Sam Gavilio was on the mound uh, four and a thirds innings for him, but he allows two home runs through sit uh, on six hits which equated to five earned runs eventually. So four four strikeouts, no walks as well. And Francisco Lindor opened up the scoring in this game with a uh, his 32nd home run in the first inning. And then he proceeded to jump right back into that pot and get his 33rd in it, or home run of the season in the third inning. So that's just how it is. So... As far as the Blue Jays scoring goes, everything, like I mentioned, came through in the bottom of the fourth for the Blue Jay offense, kicked off by none other than Roddy Telez, who hits his third double <laughs> in the in the uh, bottom of the fourth inning that scores uh, Loris Gurriel Jr. So the Buffalo Bisons <laughs> more or less scoring the runs to open up the Blue Jays scoring. Um, that now, I you might have just realized I said third double. Roddy Telez is now the only person in Major League history to have his first three hits in Major League Baseball be doubles. So well, congratulations, Roddy. You well-deserved, and those were monster shots for those uh, doubles as well. Following that, Teoscar Hernandez got in on the double game as well, scoring Roddy Telez, and then Alesmas Diaz reached on an error that scored um, Teoscar Hernandez. So there's your four runs for the Toronto Blue Jays in that inning. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, the Blue Jays would kind of settle back out with the offense and not be able to get back in on this against the Cleveland Indians. And Jose Fernandez would come in, throw two outs, allow just one hit. Justin Schaefer getting in on the action allowed a run, but it was unearned due to the Blue Jays' errors. Uh, the Blue Jays had two on the evening and just had some roughness as far as defense is going. The polish was not there last night. Danny Barnes threw a perfect inning. We also included a strikeout. David Paulino, as I mentioned, was making his Major League debut with the Blue Jays anyways. I believe he had a few innings with the Astros before the trade um, with Roberto Osuna. One inning of work from him allows just one hit while striking out a pair. And then Mark Liger Jr. gets lit up like a Christmas tree in his ninth an inning allowing three runs, all of them earned, including a home run to Jason Kipnis. So a little bit of a rough outing for Mark Leiter Jr., but I honestly think he could be a, a solid bullpen arm for the Blue Jays going forward. So tis what it is, as they say. So what's going on next for the Blue Jays? They get to continue the series 
against the Cleveland Indians, who are now 80 and 60 in playoff bound. Uh, Marco Estrada will look to replicate what he did in his last outing um, and improve on his 7 and 11 record with a 5.43 ERA. He will be uh, facing uh, Carlos Carrasco, who has been having another stellar season for the Cleveland Indians. He is currently 16 and 8 with a 3.52 ERA. So the Blue Jays are really going to have to find a way to get to him in this game. All right, everybody. So why don't we uh, head to some better news as far as everything is concerned here? Yeah, we did have some Major League Baseball history and a little bit of offense yesterday today in the Blue Jays game, but we have good news on the farm. So why don't we head in that direction and see what's going on? So. In New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats offense continues to ride the lightning against the Trenton Thunder, just completely calm in the storm against them as they once again go to another monster win with a 10-4 victory in Game 2 of the Eastern League playoffs. So just insane amount of offense. The New Hampshire Fisher Cats have now scored 18 runs in their first two games of the playoffs, and as far as all accounts concerned, they don't look like they're taking their foot off the gas anytime soon as they uh, had a very consistent attack throughout this game. First inning, they scored three runs and um, this is a a full team effort for everybody here. Um, After being down one to nothing and going into the bottom of the first, Max Pentecost hits a three run home run after uh, that drives home Bubba Shett and Harold Ramirez monster match from him as far as all the good is concerned and Max Pentecost has been nothing short of in fuego ever lately. So as he continues to be red hot, the offense continues to be trucking right along as well. In the bottom of the second, Harold Ramirez hits a triple that scores two, um, driving home Forrest Wall and Boba Shett. So yes, that's two runs already scored for Boba Shett in the bottom of the second. Um, the Thunder would strike back with a Don Thompson-Williams home run in the fourth, but this would be where the... Fisher Cats offense this opens right up in the sixth and runs away with this one a little bit. So with a score of three to five, Kevin Biggio had um, other ideas. So he hits a hard single through the hole and uh, scores Gunnar Hyatt and uh, Boba Shett to put this one in seven to three ballpark. In the eighth inning, the recently promoted Joshua Palacios uh just laced a triple, and it was a beautiful triple watching this thing go. I highly recommend checking out the video on our Twitter feed. Um, Palacios in his second game is a uh, New Hampshire Fisher Cat since being called up from Dunedin. Hits his first triple at the level, and it scores Harold Ramirez, Kevin Biggio, and Bo Bichette. So the three-run bases-loaded triple with only one out puts this one out of reach for the uh, Trenton Thunder. That would pretty much end the scoring because the only run would be scored uh, in the ninth by the Thunder on a sack fly. And this would be a 10 to four victory, as we mentioned for the for the New Hampshire Fisher cats over the Thunder. Uh, so just to put this all into perspective, the top of this lineup, other than John birdie um, had plenty going on. Birdie actually being the only Fisher cat not to pick up a hit. Uh, Boba Shett goes three for three with four runs scored and a stolen base as well. Harold Ramirez in the three spot going three for four, two RBIs, two runs scored. Kevin Biggio picking up two RBIs on his one hit during the day. And then Max Pentecost with a big home run and Joshua Pelosios with the three run triple. So insanely good offense. But 
in a game that the uh, pitching could easily be overlooked. Hector Perez got off to a rocky start against the Thunder as he kind of got knocked around a little bit, scattering around six hits that eventually would lead to three earned runs, which was mostly done on the damage of two home runs in the early parts of this game. Um, but in all reality, just kind of battled through his uh, three and a third. Coming in to relieve him, Taylor, Taylor Saucedo, and um, he was incredible. Nothing short of it. Picks up the win for three and two-thirds of work and allows just one hit and a walk through those three and two-thirds. And when he came into the game, he more or less had to get a double play to keep the uh, Thunder from scoring, and he got that double play ball and just gets them out of the inning. Zach Jackson comes in, picked, recorded one out, and um, was able allowed a hit and a walk during his three batters that he faced. A little bit of a rocky outing for him as far as all that's concerned. And then Danny Yun picking up the save for throwing an inning and two-third, which is why he was credited the save. Um, allows two, two hits, one run, and a strikeout with no walks during the outing. So great stuff from the... New Hampshire Fisher Cats, as this is, like I said, it was a complete team effort to be able to pull off this win. Other playoff baseball, the Lansing Lugnuts were taking on the Bowling Green Hot Rods yesterday in Bowling Green. Um, oh, before I forget, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats are playing on Friday, and at the moment they will be playing in Trenton, so there's a little bit of a road trip. Jordan Romano will be on the mound before I forget, so... Get ready for that playoff action, too, because as all things go, it's a seven-game series, and they could get really lopsided by jumping out with another win here. So, anyway, back to Lansing, where the Midwest West League uh, playoffs are kicking in. Uh, the Bowling Green Hot Rods take a bite out of the Lansing Lugnuts and pull off a win in the you know early parts of this game. But the Lansing Lugnuts battled right to the end, scoring two runs in the ninth inning. Um, to make this one close, four to three loss, and now the Lansing Lugnuts are behind two games to none. So in this uh, in West League playoffs, Lansing was able to score a run in the second inning, and it was on a uh, Vinny Capra single. He uh, hit a hard fly ball to left field that scored Ryan Noda and actually opened up the scoring in this game. Unfortunately, in this fourth inning, the uh, Two-run blast by Moses Gonzalez of the Bowling Green Hot Rods uh, put the Hot Rods, you know, gas in the or put him in the gear and got them going. And then Gomez would actually drive in another run in the sixth to make it three to one. In the eighth inning, they would get that extra tag-on run that would allow the Bowling Green Hot Rods to put the four spot up on the board. But the that, the Lansing Lugnuts are not ready to say die in this one. Top of the ninth inning, they were able to get some run ducks on the pond. Ryan Noda hitting a sack fly that scored Samad Taylor. And then Brad Grezolanik was able to hit a hard single that scored Norberto Abeso and... Um, Got it close. Unfortunately, even though with that situation there, they only had one out after the Brandon Grezelonic, um single. Couldn't get anything going with those last two outs, and the Lansing Lugnuts would fall. So, Taylor, uh, Samad Taylor in the leadoff spot went two for four and um, was the only multi-hit performance and also had the only extra base hit for the Lansing Lugnuts yesterday. Uh, Reggie Pruitt would pick up a stolen base. But on the mound, Graham Spraker um, threw seven innings. Very spirited performance for him as he kept everything pretty close. Six hits allowed, scatters that around for three earned runs. 
one with on the on the big home run. Like I said, Ramoses Gonzalez Gomez, one walk and three strikeouts. Then Brandon Bochy would come in and try to keep the ship right in the eighth. Unfortunately, would get that one earned run, unearned run, like we were talking about there, and walk a couple. So, how the ball rolls sometimes. So, but the Lansing Lugnuts will pick everything back up again on Friday as well, and they're going to have Kyle Weatherly on the mound against the Bowling Green Hot Rods in Bowling Green before the things come back to Lansing. Hopefully, they squeak out a win. They need it. Series isn't quite as long as it is in the other levels at the uh, Midwest League here. And yeah, it's just going to be like that. So, everybody, good stuff. But the Lansing Lugnuts need to get back going on this. So, we'll be how it is. We'll be right here with you for all the playoff action. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to the Jaybird Watching Gamecast. I am Craig Borden. Don't forget to hit those subscribe buttons. We love seeing the feedback that we've been getting. So, we're going to keep doing these shows we got some fun, wonderful things planned for the offseason. Also, don't forget to hit out our new home at southofthesix.com and, you know, join the shenanigans. We'll have some fun with you. So don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at BirdwatchingGC as well. Have a nice day, everybody, and enjoy your weekend. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.